You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone, this is Jebe Edmonds, and welcome to my podcast, the Cultural Curriculum Chat. I am so excited you're here with me today. I'm going to share with you a wonderful classroom strategy that I've been using for years, and it's called Folktale Fridays. My students get so excited every week trying to figure out what Mrs. Edmonds has up her folktale sleeves, and I cannot wait to share with you this strategy. You can use this today. Even if today's not Friday, I will get you set up for the next Friday. So if you are looking for a great classroom strategy to punch up your Friday instruction, look no further. I've got you covered. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jebe Edmonds, and I am an educator and a CEO of my very own cultural consulting business. And my passion is to provide you all multicultural educational resources that you yourself can build in your own journey. And today, like I said, we're going to focus on my favorite literature strategy of Folktale Fridays. I tell you, my students get so excited. They want to hurry up with their weekly test so they can get to me reading a fun folktale from all over the world. One of my favorite motivators for my students is to get them engaged, to keep them engaged. And always by the end of the week, it tends to log on over and over. And sometimes you look at your clock, you go, man, it's only eight o'clock and I got the rest of the day to get these students learning. And so for me, what also gets me hyped and ready to go is to find and share one of my favorite folktales. And I tell you, at the end of the week, you know, educators, we have to do our formative assessments to see what our students have learned, what benchmark they have covered, what benchmark they have mastered or still need some work on. And to keep things going, I love to share a really fun folktale that I have handpicked, that I have vetted, that is culturally appropriate. And you know as well as I do, grownups, that some things can still cause harm. And I can assure you that the titles that I have chosen are really good, they're vetted, and they're culturally appropriate. Uh, so what I love to do is I love to find all kinds of folktales that are not just the ones that people have read over and over again. I found some really fun titles that come from all over the world, spanning from South America to Central America to even the First Nations peoples, the First Indigenous people in America, our Native American brethren. Also, all over the continent of Africa, Asia, and Europe. A lot of these folktales coincide with animals that are original to their landscape and to their environment. So students can learn different um animals that are rabbits that you can find. There are snakes, there are dragons, there are spiders. You know, my favorite folktale character is Anansi the spider. And uh, he's very, very popular in the Western coast of Africa in the Caribbean. The people from the diaspora and all over Western Africa have spider stories. So my favorite is, of course, 
uh, Anansi the spider because my mother used to share with me lots of spider stories growing up. So you've got animal characters, you've got people characters, you've got a whole mix of them. And students love to read about these various characters. I read a really fun story um, called Rabbit's Tale last week, Friday, and it was a tale from Korea. And one of the main characters was a tiger. And my students just really got a kick out of Tiger and the Persimmon. Um, so that's also on my my fun, fun list of folk tales. And I always, always, you know me, I love to put a little jeb a touch on it. And so for each title, I put together a slideshow of that country where that folk tale comes from. And when I put my slideshow together, educators, as a good tip, make sure you are using real photographs of that country, not paintings. You know, I want my students to have that context that real people still live there. And this is their view of what they see every day. It is so powerful because when people feel that they are doing multicultural education, they tend to make it more of a caricature, if that makes sense. They tend to make it like a painting or a cartoon or here's just the folktale, but there's no richness that is beyond the folktale that you're reading. I feel like folktales are a great introduction to that country. But then as educators, we got to take it one step further and really talk about the people that are still living there. A lot of us educators feel like we do the folktale and we're done. But the learning has just begun. You want to make sure that when students that are even in your classroom that are from that country, you want to also humanize them as well. You know, yes, we have fun animal characters, but there are also people that live there day to day that go to school, that have jobs, that work and and have families, you know, and I feel like the entertaining piece are those animals, but we also need to do it service, friends. We also need to share that, yes, people live there every day and their lives are very similar to our lives. Even when I'm reading stories about our indigenous people in the Americas, you know, I live in Minnesota and we have a really big influence in our native cultures, um, predominantly in the Ojibwe culture, since I'm from northern Minnesota. And so I really want to take into account the the stories because the Ojibwe cultural um, stories are that they're living stories and there are certain times of the year that you have to share those stories. So you have to be cognizant of when you read these stories to be respectful of all of the cultures that it represents. So when you take it a step further, definitely, definitely do your research on the group of people so you are not inflicting harm and also giving the respect that that folktale deserves and the people that are of that folktale region deserve. So also another tip of mine when you're reading a folktale to be sure that you read the story first. It helps you with pronouncing the names of the characters. It helps you with the languages if it's a different language that you're trying to share. And it also makes for your read aloud to be 
much more smooth, smoother. And it helps your students understand the context of the story if you have practiced it. It helps bring the story to life because you are familiar with how the story comes to play with the plot and it helps you with the sound effects. It also helps you kind of map out yourself of where you want to, you know, punch up the, uh, the, the phrases or punch up the, the character's voice or if you want to change the voice up. It just makes it way more fun. And if you want to educators extend the lesson, you could have your students go on their own and see if they can find a recipe or even a game that you could play in your morning meetings or a fun activity you could do for your, you know, bonus recess if you have one. And, you know, like I said, you know, foods and games are what ties our children together and it ties their interests together too. We know that they are done when they're done playing a fun game. They always seem to be hungry, right? So it's always fun to come up with a fun snack that is uh, tied to that country of origin of the story that you just read. So I tell you, I have a bonus for you. I have my own Folktale Friday book list for you in our description below that you can download right away and find these titles. You know, go to your library, go to your local bookstore uh, or wherever you order your books online and start reading these books right away. Share with them with your children, share with them with your students and even with yourself to just broaden your knowledge of different stories and different narratives that are out there. And you can download my book list in my description, like I said before. You don't have to be a teacher to read a folktale every Friday. I love sharing as many book titles that you can that I have read personally, that I have taken the litmus test with my students, you know, and, and seen their response and, you know, their emotions that are tied to these titles. Uh, it's been such a wonderful year this year teaching my own son. My youngest is a fifth grader in my reading rotation. And it's just been so fun seeing his reactions to some of these books because these are books that I have read it to my students and he hasn't heard them yet. So it's just fun to see my own child light up every week and see what is mom going to read to my, my classmates and with me as well. So be sure to download this list. It's a free list. I love a good freebie. And this is something that you can download today, right now, and have it right at your disposal. Make sure that you are respectful of the time of year. You know, I have this list for you, but I want you to also do the digging. You are, you know, lifelong learners. I know if you're listening, you're also a lifelong learner like I am myself. So be sure that you're reading it at an appropriate time so that you are being mindful and cognizant of the group of people of the books that in the folktales that you are reading as well. I'm so, so grateful. This has been a wonderful year of sharing with you all this podcast. It's just been so life affirming to share with you all my favorite titles, my favorite books that I've shared with my students, with my own children, and just your feedback has is what keeps me going. It's been my biggest mission in life is to help as many people like yourselves getting to know people that don't look like you, that don't, that don't come from your cultural group and to broaden your, your scope of 
multicultural resources. You know, I'm a researcher at heart, so it really is my biggest mission in life is to help you find and share these messages that you can have your students listen to today. So please, 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 I would be so indebted if you could drop a review of this podcast, share it with anyone you know who's interested in my multicultural books and strategies. This really helps me out as a podcaster. Like I said, I'm a newbie, so it helps me you know, hone in on my craft. And it also, also just helps share my positive message with the world. So big, big hugs. And I will see you soon with more episodes on the cultural curriculum chat.
be sure to check out my lesson plans on my shop at www.jebaedmonds.com forward slash shop where you can download right to your computer or your phone my lesson plans that are common core focused and ready to go at your fingertips. Be sure to check out my website, jebaedmonds.com, so you can get more multicultural lesson plans for yourself and for your students and as well for your own multicultural educational journey. It is at jebaedmonds.com, www.jebehedmunds.com. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.